We have just released our second feature film, a horror comedy called Next Door. And as some of you already know, I've just come back from the States to film Nightmare on Elm Street Up All Night with Mick. Um, and now, funnily enough, with Mick again, I'm about to be filming uh, Love Life, another feature film based on one of my books. And we're going to be filming that early next year. But money is tight. So if you can help us out, we would be very grateful. Wouldn't we, Mick? I It, it would be amazing. <laughs> Here. You know how you know how desperate we are. Here's how desperate we are. Matt, wave at the audience. Yes, like a performing monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am actually desperate because Love Life is um, it's something I wrote 25 years ago, and it, we released a book. It went to number one, and I've wanted to film it ever since. And now we're so close to actually getting started with it. I am desperate. So, yeah, I'll wave for money. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, what you're going to be paying for is you're going to be paying for me to fly to England and just sit there and watch, uh, <laughs> and watch him film. I mean, I'd, I'd rather you didn't just sit there, but yeah, part of the money that we're looking for is to fly you over to help us do the uh, production design, because obviously someone said that you kind of know what you're doing with regards to production design. Um, I don't know who that was. No, I production forgot. Design is, pr production design is not important on a film. This, this is what has been told to me by so many people lately yeah, that are uh, that are uh, new filmmakers. They're like, oh, production design, you know, that, that, that's nothing. Okay, well, my first Seriously. feature film had no production design, and it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew, okay, it, it was not brilliant. I think shit was a bit strong, but you know, and the second yeah. one didn't have much production design either. But the third one, we're gonna we're gonna get it right. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm really selling it, right? <laughs> yeah, you're really selling it. Get get out there, boy. Get out there. What's the story about? Um, it's a cross between leaving Las Vegas and Psycho. It's a working girl is basically working through one night trying to fuck as many men as she possibly can to raise enough cash to run away from the fact that she's murdered her pimp. But when her night takes a really bad turn, she's got no one to turn to for help other than the client who books her only ever for company. He never wants to have sex with her. Um, and as we find out, He's got loads of skeletons in his closet of his own. And it's kind of like when you're watching it, you're going to see these two characters and you're going to be wishing for them to come together because they're both broken souls. Um, but by the end, yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm known for, for bleak writing and this one really is dark. I don't want to ruin the ending, though. You? Bleak? Ah. <laughs> oh, no, this one's really bleak. Yeah, <laughs> really bleak. Okay. Well, you know... Anybody out there that's ready for that joy fest, send us some money. Hey, Matt, how can they get a hold of you? They can find me on Facebook on Matt Shaw Publications, or if they just want to give us some money, just go to Indigo and do a search on Love Life Feature Film. That's Indigo. Search for Love Life Feature Film. And uh, and I have to say that Matt Shaw 
uh, is an incredible writer. He's a nice guy to be around. And Sometimes. by God, I, I'm going to be there to to sh- just show him exactly how worthless uh, a production designer can be. No, no, you were going to pull your weight doing that. I'm going to make you work like a fucking donkey. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i can't wait all the all the money that we get from um next door so there's the second feature film i've released although there is a delay with amazon releasing films at the moment because of the bloody virus um all of that money is going to be going into this and if we could just raise as much as we possibly can uh when we get mick over then we'll just be able to make something truly truly special there you go i mean I'll, I'll be there for him i i i, I will be there for all of us You'll be there so, shouting at me. Anyway, I just, I just, if if nothing else, you know, because <laughs> hey, listen, I have to, I have to stay entertained, <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> well, look, I'll do your deal. If we raise enough money to make this happen, I promise you. If during the night it sounds like, you know, you're you're doing stuff in the other room, I'll make sure you're not having a heart attack this time instead of just leaving <laughs> you. Okay. Th- thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, y- <laughs> I was going to say we could tell that story, but you know what? We're not going to. They'll <laughs> <laughs> just be like, "What?" Well, if they go back a few episodes when I was here properly, um, they'll be able to hear it anyway. So they'll just have to go and listen to you back back episodes. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my friend. Well, I just wanted to bring you on to, uh, yeah, to have you shout at at whoever's uh, out there, and uh, you you may now leave. Okay, you can hear me. Good, Mick. You good? Yeah, I can. I can hear you, buddy. Now, all right. Give me your story. Mick, go. <laughs> Which one? Dave. <laughs> Which story? Which? <laughs> I got Which plenty story? of them. <laughs> Which one do you want to hear? Yeah. Not as many stories as I do, though, my friend. Oh, I'm sure. No doubt that you have incredible stories because of the movies you've worked on. But you and I have. Yes. We we have common friends. You know, we have mutual friends like Oli. Well, we have mutual friends. Oli being one, Manny Cotto being one, a couple of other people, I'm sure, somewhere in there. So yeah, there you there you go. So uh, so tell what are you doing now? You you've just finished up a script. I did. Uh, well, I I've mostly make a living from writing scripts, selling scripts, getting movies made. Uh, I'm actually right now finishing a feature length documentary on a musical. Uh, singer-songwriter from Louisiana named Bobby Charles. And so I'm working on that uh, as we speak, trying to finish that in time to screen for this fall's New Orleans Film Festival. I don't know if it's going to take place because of this virus crap, but, you know. But in the interim, I've been working on scripts. I have a project that I think you would appreciate. In fact, I think I sent it to you. Did you get a chance to read it? I I did not, and uh, I <laughs> I I have been really busy trying to finish my office. Okay, no problem. So what it is is it's an adaptation of a book by uh, it's called Chainsaw Confidential, and it is 
the sub the, the the title underneath it is how we made the world's most notorious horror film and it's written by Gunnar Hansen the original Leatherface and it's about the making of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh my god and yes. so I've written, I've written a screenplay about that movie and about Toby Hooper and Kim Hankel and their friendship and you know the the what happened before during and after on the making of the film the distribution of it what happened to the cast afterwards and so it's sort of in the vein of Ed Wood and Disaster Artist and Dolomite is my name um and somebody actually compared it interestingly enough to the founder the movie about uh McDonald uh the what Ray Kroc yeah the Ray Kroc story yeah yeah so, which I thought was kind of an interesting comparison, but, uh, you know, so literally just finished that, uh, last month, just did a revision on it and it's out and about in the world looking for, uh, producers and money and actors. And well, you mainly look for producer and an actors and the money follows. That's how it works in the indie world these days. Right. You know, I, I wanted to mention something and it's really, it's really funny that, uh, that you're being compared to the founder because there, there is something that, uh, that he says at the very end of the founder, uh, who was uh, starring in it? Michael uh, Keaton. Michael Keaton, Michael Michael Keaton. Keaton. He he turns to one of the, uh, uh, the original, uh, McDonald brothers, uh, at the very, very end. And he goes, you, you you guys know what it really was that uh, we were fighting for, right? They go, no, yeah, I mean, what we mean we were fighting for the 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 chain and all the rest. And he goes, and he goes, no, 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 you're wrong. You were fighting. We were fighting for the name. The name is the the name is the thing that worked for it because right. McDonald's for some reason says all this and i'm telling you right here i'm telling you right now that no matter what you say or or uh, no matter how the story goes the most important element of texas chainsaw massacre was still the name yeah in fact it's, it's really true the name of the script is the original title of what toby hooper wanted to call texas chainsaw massacre and it's called Head Cheese. That was the original title <laughs> of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And one of the, the guy who was running the Texas Film Commission was a, a guy named Warren Scarin, and that's his real name. And he's the one that came up with the title and because his attitude was, well, what else are you going to call it? And the, the Warren Scarin went on to write the Batman movie that Tim Burton directed with Michael Keaton and, and he co-wrote and he co-wrote Beetlejuice. Yeah. There's some really interesting people that worked on the original film. Like Ron Bozeman was the UPM and he went on to win an Oscar for producing silence of the lambs. And oh. yeah. So the movie's got everybody there. There were a few people on the crew that did really well. And, but the actors, you know, they did a couple, a couple of them did a couple of things here and there on TV, but by and large, by the eighties, they were done for, you know? 
Well, you know, I, I have to say, uh, I also have a connection to this film, as you know. Um, I was the production designer on Leatherface, which would have been the third, uh, the third film in the series. And one of the things that we were doing is we were trying to go back. Now, when to you the say, feel, wait, wait, hold on, Nick. When you say the third one, do you mean literally because there was a Texas Chainsaw three? with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Was that yours or was? That no, was uh, actually what you're thinking of is Texas Chainsaw, the next generation featuring Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. That came canonically after Texas Chainsaw 3, Leatherface, originally titled Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Master okay. 3. Okay, my bad. I'm yep. glad. I'm glad we Gee. have the uh, Texas Chainsaw Whisperer to the side there to uh, <laughs> correct What's me. What's TJ? T- TJ's awesome. <laughs> there he is. But there he is. Yeah, hey, there he is. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I in trying to uh, create the the look of it, the uh, desaturated the desaturated color and 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 which was more achieved probably with the. Uh, was filmed in 16 millimeter or was it filmed in 35? Yeah, 16 millimeter. They had was, no money. It was, they, had, they had no Yeah, they money. had no money. And because of that, the color balance was off. The stock footage, the uh, film that they used was probably expired and therefore uh, gave it that dusty look. And we had to reproduce that with money, which is always scary. <laughs> well, you know, if you read Gunner's book, I mean, and there's some just – fantastic stories about what happened on the making of the film because people who've read my script are like, did this really happen? And I said, you know, there's one element of the script that I took some liberties with. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what that is in a second, but everything that happens on the set of the movie actually did happen. That's in the script. And they just, they can't believe it because there's no way a film like that would get made that way today in terms of what went on, just the crazy insanity that went on behind the scenes. And then the distribution, I don't know if you know this, but the distributor of Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the Colombo crime family who was operating a distribution, I'm assuming for money laundering purposes, allegedly, uh, that uh, they had distributed Deep Throat the year before and made a a lot of money. And then they came out with uh, Chainsaw. They also distributed a Bruce Lee movie and uh, Andy Warhol's Frankenstein. That was theirs. So, wow, yeah, (laughs) it was called Bryanston Distribution. I don't know where they came up with the name, but it was definitely, it was a front for the mob and uh, good luck getting your residuals and royalties from those guys, you know, as, as it's. Yeah, I, I, yeah. To tell you the truth, uh, uh, I, I think that probably the, uh, the most, either one of them, the motion picture industry or the mob getting, getting a residual check would be rough, you know? Yeah. Well, in particular, in this case, it was difficult. This is a movie that cost $80,000 and in its first run made 22 million, which in the 74 was a lot of money. And it showed a $45,000 profit. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> That's Hollywood, baby. 
So that's uh yeah, that's a, gee, gee, I never heard of that before in Poly. <laughs> you, you mean, wait, you mean people wait, you mean in this, wait, this business? <laughs> well, you know, that old, you know, that old joke about uh, Paramount. They said, you know, there's a, uh, strange tennis court at Paramount. It has no net. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. a funny business. It's a funny business. Yep. So, yeah. So, Mick. Um, yeah. So uh, that's that's what the script's about. Uh, I, I'm actually going to send you the new revised version because I would love for you to read it and get back to me with your feedback and. Um, you know, let me know what you think because I, I think you would enjoy it. It's it's very empathetic towards the actors and the crew. I'll put it that way. The script. Gotcha. Well, you, you know, here I am on on out in the public. Uh, I will actually say I will read it, and that's pretty rare for me. You know, <laughs> especially without a check attached to it. You know, because a lot Jesus, of people like I'm telling you, right. <laughs> <laughs> like read my script. Oh, is it finance? No. Well, if I, sorry. If, oh, here's my other favorite. Listen, Send me a synopsis. Read, Send me a one-page synopsis not, of your script. That's that's exactly what I say all the time, and you know that. It's two pages. Two pages. <laughs> it's like it took me months to write this. You want to spend two minutes reading it? Oh man! But that's how they are. Nobody reads anymore. Oh wait, 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 wait. Hold on, I have I have my writer violin right here. <laughs> yeah, I've got my production design cello over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, put that thing back in your pants. <laughs> uh, is that a cello, or are you just glad to see me? Come on. Yeah, you're just happy to see me. Arr, ah, 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 ah. Well, so anyway. you know, I, 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 so I, I am, uh, I, I, I will, uh, I, I promise to read it. And, and how big is the check you were going to send me? You're in Nashville, right? Are you in Nashville? Yeah, I am now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm remodeling. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to get up there because I have friends up in Oxford, some producer friends. And I'm going to take a trip up to Nashville and we'll go hang out and I'll buy you dinner. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. Bring Oli with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll have a good old time. There you go. I'm surprised now. You have, you, you, you have me on your horror film podcast and you have yet to ask me one question about the infamous uh, Leprechaun 3, which I wrote. Years oh, ago. you wrote oh, okay. Leprechaun 3? You didn't tell me this. <laughs> what, okay. You guys, Wait. You didn't, you didn't, oh, hold on. Hold on. You did not IMDb. Come on. It is. It is. It is now his turn to come in. Okay, TJ, come on. Okay, uh, TJ, I'm here. Okay, so you did Leprechaun Three. Is that the Vegas one? Yes. Oh my God! That uh, has iced tea and everything, huh? That's not. No, iced tea's not no. in that one. He's in the, he's in the hood. Oh, he's in the hood. Okay. The third one's the Vegas, and he's like a statue, and he's in like the yes. penthouse. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How did you come up with that story, man? Like that that was my very first assignment. I had sold a couple of scripts before that, but I they, they didn't get made. 
And my agent at the time was like, look, this film's going to get made. It's a credit. You need a professional credit, blah, blah, blah. You get, you get in the writer's guild, blah, blah, blah. You know? And I knew the producer, uh, Blue Rider Pictures. Do you remember them, Mick? Do you, uh, Jeff Joffrey and Walter Jostin. They did Witchboard. They did Night of the Demons. Oh, ah! I was going to say Walter Dawson. I yeah. definitely know him. I was working on Witchboard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So and Jeff Joffrey was from New Orleans. With Kevin Tenney. Yes, Kevin Tenney. So, yeah. and then the okay. third guy, whose name escapes me, uh, it may come back to me, but there was three of them. And the third guy ended up leaving the business, going on Wall Street, and ended up serving time in jail, I believe, for some misdeed Henry Segerman. That's who it was. He was the third guy. And uh, anyway, so they approached me and about four or five other people, throw your writer's hat into the ring, come up with a treatment Now I had never seen either leprechaun film, neither one. I had no clue, not a clue. So they, Jeff sent me on video. Cause this is back in the nineties. Remember I got the two videos, leprechaun one, leprechaun two. So I put Leprechaun 1 in, and I managed to get through the entire film. <laughs> I like how you phrase that. <laughs> yeah, because Jennifer Aniston is the star of it, by the way. Yes. Oh, it's, it's cool. And it then the great. second one, I got about 10 minutes into it. I said, I can't watch this. So <laughs> I called my agent back, and she said, look, just write whatever you want. Who gives a shit? You know, mate, they'll probably reject it anyway. So I thought, all right. I'm just going to write this as a comedy because this is not scary to me at all. I had the Wayne's world kind of approach to Leprechaun. You know, they, I, I didn't think it was scary. I thought it was campy and, you know, you can't take it seriously. And the fact it was set in Vegas and we were just getting casinos here in New Orleans. So I thought this is, you know, and I spent some time in Vegas. So I knew some of these people like people who worked in the casino, the magician, in fact, the magician, he's not based on this guy, but I met Lance Burton, who is now retired. But he was, a, <laughs> he was a great magician. He was working at this shitty hotel in Vegas when I knew him. And and I kind of based the Leprechaun the Casino on this casino. And Lance was a brilliant magician. But uh, anyway, so I, I wrote it and I came up with this idea that the kid turns into the Leprechaun and blah, blah, blah. And I wrote it as a comedy. And to my shock, I, I got hired. They bought this. They bought the idea, and, and then they paid me to write the script. And I wrote it in like three weeks. And then I met the director, Brian, something something Smith or whatever. Uh, he was like uh, very uh, interesting character. Uh, but anyway, and, and so I remember when Jeff Joffrey though called me with the news. He called me up and he said, "David, I have good news and bad news." I said. Well, what's the good news? He said, the good news is uh, you're going to get hired. You got, you, you got the job. And I said, well, what's the bad news? He goes, you got the job. <laughs> yeah, that's what say. And, I, and I didn't know what he meant by that. But then I soon found out I, I was dealing with Trimark and these three guys who were producers who were not exactly on the ball. But anyway, long story short, the movie came out. The damn thing 
was the number one direct-to-video movie of that year. <laughs> it made so much fucking money. They made five more, four more of the damn things. Yeah, you know? after your film, they went to space. Yeah. No, they went to, did they go to space or the hood? Uh, it went to space because he steals this uh, alien princess and tries to marry oh her. Then they God. go to the hood. Then they yeah. go back to the hood. <laughs> Oh my god! So anyway, I, I I never watched any of them after that. I I only watched mine, I think, once or twice. Uh, but you'd be amazed. I mean, during Hurricane Katrina, I actually ran into someone at a bank in a small town, who because I had a residual check from the Writers Guild, I had to deposit in cash, and she read what it was for, and she's like, "Oh, my, that's my son's favorite movie." I'm like, "Oh, give me a break." <laughs> But, you know, it's just I still get checks from that damn movie. I mean, I, I, it's amazing. Like quarterly, every time it's it's shocking to me. But, hey, you never know. It's a crazy business. But we all we all have that one film on our resume. We can say, well, OK, you know, but, you know, some people just I don't wait, know. wait, just one. <laughs> well, maybe, in your case, it might be one dozen. But, yeah. <laughs> I am who I am. <laughs> hey, man, you will always be my hero because you worked on The Hidden, which is one of the great oh, movies of the yes. 80s. Yes. That is a, such a great movie. Uh, it really I mean, is. Even Pauline Kael raved about it, I remember. When she wrote it in the New York, when you make the pages of The New Yorker and it's a good review, you know you made a really good movie. But that you is know what a, was weird is I called up Bob Shea because I, I was watching commercials occasionally I actually got to watch TV and I saw like this commercial for the second time uh, about this cop drama. And all of a sudden I realized that it was the hidden and I was, Oh my God. And I called up Bob Shea. I said, they're just fucking blowing this. <laughs> they advertised it so badly. Yeah, they did. But that, oh, that man. is a, really really good film and it's so well done and it's so well shot and the actors are great uh it's just everything worked on that movie in the very in the very end of it worked so so well oh, it's, it's a, it a great ending and the guy that wrote it apparently was a big writer that put a pseudonym on it which i thought dude this is better i think he was one of the writers of top gun and i'm like dude this is better than top gun why don't you put your name on this you know <laughs> This is much better. We but, had a, uh, what's his name from the hidden on last week? Who's that? Who we have on last week, Mick? Oh, Chris Mulkey. There we go. Oh Chris yeah. Mulkey. Oh yeah. Sure. Sure. He's a really good actor. Yeah. Yeah. He really is. He. he I. I. I keep thinking that he should have been. He should have done uh, Breaking Bad, but he's a little uh, too old. Yeah. Um. He would have been good. Uh. Yeah. yeah, and then oh, you know it's funny. Uh, have y'all had Lynn Shay on? Rob, she's that's Bob Shay's sister, by the way. You know the actress. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I we haven't had her on yet, but uh, I I've known her for years. Yeah, you should have her on. She's a lot of fun, and she's got some great stories to tell as well. And it's funny, she had this whole career before she became this horror film icon. Now that she, oh yeah, absolutely, she's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, she did those Farrelly Brothers movies, but then she did a, like three or four movies with Walter Hill back in the day. When yeah, she, was she just, it's funny, you, you uh, if you're into movies, 
there's so many places that she fits in, you know, it, it's like the, the friend of the friend. If you're doing the friend of the, uh, the, the friend of the girlfriend or the, um, or a little bit later on, like the mother of the girl next door, right. Just, she's always there. Right. Oh, what happened? You, we, got, we, we got a frozen thing here going on. Wow. That was, that's funny. We got, we got it's after. like I can, it's like I can tickle his nose. I'm back. There he is. There you go. <laughs> the, the computer just, it just it just went out. You know but that was pretty funny. So yeah, but but she has been around for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now she's great. She's terrific. Um, I really I love her to death. Every time I go to L.A., I see her, and she's just really cool and. Whoa! Whoa! What Whoa. the hell? What? <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know, man. That was just this. when he was getting interesting. I know. This there he is. There's there he is. <laughs> Holy hell! Holy hell! Am I here? Yeah! <laughs> Holy hell! <laughs> I, I was like, just when he was getting interesting. <laughs> I, 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 I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> so, anyway, where where are you at, TJ? Pittsburgh. Oh, land yes. of Romero. Yes, I uh, love the Romero films. Uh, Mick, did you see the new addition to the studio today? I, I haven't. Uh, let me put my glasses on. I noticed that the lighting is getting really good, buddy. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes. Look at this. Wow. Oh, yeah. One of my Canadian buddies sent me that. So that's a, a, a Canadian version. Is it very quiet compared to the rest of them? Yes. It yeah. says A okay. a lot. I'm coming for you, bitch. Hey. Uh, uh, yeah. So, Dave. Yeah. So, back back to the the uh, the the story that you're doing now. The uh, yeah. the uh, uh, I I just do you have an Indiegogo campaign out there, or are you just looking from no, one person to the other? No, my, I have uh, my lawyer and my manager and. They're peddling it. If he needs a marketing guy, I know one. Uh, okay. A fairly decent one. <laughs> Who would that be? You know what? I'll also, uh, give me... Uh, I've ran a couple uh, of uh, successful uh, campaigns over my uh, time. Oh, cool. Yes. Well, but, maybe but, we get you know going... What? We're gonna also. I'll, I'll I'll DM you uh, a couple of um, contacts too. Some oh, other great. people. Great. Uh, we get this going. You need to come down to New Orleans and be the production designer on it. Yes, I'll go. do that. Yeah. You should be. I I, better I'm going to be on. I'm going to be on. Because I've already been there, right? Exactly. <laughs> It's not like I won't know the nature of the problem. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's true. I'm going to send you the script. And TJ, uh, I'll send it to you as well. And take a look at it. Tell me what you think. Yeah, that'd be uh, Okay, that'd be my great. friend. Well, thanks for having thanks me on. on. Thank you for coming. We're gonna, you, we're gonna let you go, and and uh, I'll DM oh. you when I'm done. Bye. There he goes. Okay. And there he goes. Well, that turned out to be a thing, didn't it? Yeah, definitely a thing. Uh, that was cool. I didn't realize he did Leprechaun Three there. Uh, you see, yeah. I bring, I bring the show, man. <laughs> I bring it. Yes, you do. That was he, he's a cool guy, and I uh, hopefully we get to work with him more on some other stuff. I like that uh, whole Texas Chainsaw thing he's got going on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's really yeah cool. because that would uh, that would be really interesting. Means that I've already been there and done that, and would love to be there and do that again. Yes. Ooh, that that flow didn't it just kind of slid on in. So my office is getting done next week. It'll be whole new camera, whole new. Uh, I was gonna say you have new, one of these, uh, don't you? One of these fancy factor. Things. Yeah, yeah, I I got one of those. And uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have it all set up, baby. It's Hell gonna yeah. be awesome. Yeah, this is gonna work better too. I slowly started to convert everything, specifically for the new video show, because I found out that we cannot do anything the way we did before, and everything has to be focused completely on the video. So, well, I, I've also noticed this. I, I like the angle that you're coming from now. Uh, you were a, you were a little bit more. Uh, to the side, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this because uh, you see, like one of the problems I have is now I just put a window in a uh, sliding glass door in there and I'm burning out to that sliding glass door. And yeah. so this, the, the way I got it set it up up there, man, I, it's all just set up for, for this. So it's going to be awesome. I'm a big fan of either like off offset, like mics off, like recording the room, which is kind of like what I'm doing with this. Or not, like full on, but wide angle. Like we're getting right. a lot of it. Like I like big backdrop. Right. So yeah, right. I and and I I want to cut uh, a bunch of lightning uh, kooks into my uh, key lights. Yes. So that so that you're going to see it in in the reflection of my eyes and stuff. You'll be able to see lightning bolts. Absolutely. Because why not? What else? Exactly. What? You know, come on, you know, hey, uh, little, little. Have yeah? you thought about using our friend that just left us to maybe get him to uh, give us some uh, TCM material for our uh, project? Maybe animate some material. Yes, because he has access yeah. to Gunnar Hansen. Let's see if we can do that. <laughs> Having a little original Leatherface on marketing material is going to be really cool. Just yeah, say it behind the screens, people. Just say it. Uh, <laughs> it's just, see, I I have a big, I have a world bigger than I think I do. Yes, this, that's networking. what Rabbit Hole is all about. That's that, exactly bingo, bingo. Hey, guess what? What? We're at the time for Rabbit Hole. Is it all gone? It is. Where? Almost, where, almost, where did, hold on. Hey, uh, Matt Shaw just released that that new that new uh, movie. Uh, what's it called? Next Door. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, guys out there, find that on YouTube. Sport, uh, yeah, anywhere, yeah, yeah, and, and then, uh, yeah, I gotta, 
Yeah. I, see how bad I am about re- reading scripts. I, I haven't read Matt's script, and uh, and I I know you know what it's, it's just. I get so many of them. <laughs> I feel you, buddy. I feel you. I, I get so many of them that that you know if they were if they were in bound, if they were bound in paper, right? You, you know, I, I could just sleep on a pile. You know, I I had this conversation with Adam uh, Marcus, our buddy, and uh, because whenever I first started to get into the business, and people started like knowing that I'm somebody, they don't know who the fuck I am, but they know I'm somebody of importance within somebody's group. So they started sending me scripts and these fan film ideas. And then I I asked Adam, I said, how do we deal with this? And he sent me a link to an article that says, no, I will not read your fucking script. And he said, just respond with this. (laughs) I was like, yes, that's the money. That's how we do it. I don't know how else. Your fucking scripts. (laughs) There was a big article of why we should not have to read their fucking script. It was awesome. It should have just been one sentence. Yes. I mean, you know, no, I won't. No, no, no. No. See, now I got, you know, the thing that's funny about Matt, though, is I said, okay, Matt, uh, he says, have you read the script yet? No. I said, no. And he says, and and, and why not? And I go, well, uh, if I didn't read it, would you not have me come? And he goes, no, you're right. <laughs> I, said, well, I said, I said, because you know what, whether I read it or not, me being there is going to make a yeah. difference for the better. So, <laughs> and you also got to determine whether you just ate or not before reading his scripts as well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, some of those things get a little touchy, huh? Oh yeah, boy, it's, are, oh. It, it's like, are you all paid up with your therapist? <laughs> yep. Are you ready for the next page? Because I'm not. I am not. I swear. I I swear. The the very the very first script that I read of Matt Shaw. I I mean, I just picked it absolutely at random, and it wasn't ten pages before somebody's penis got cut off. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. <laughs> I got that real right? quick. Read like, fertility. I was like, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, it's like ah. <laughs> Ah! that's awesome <laughs> yeah exactly that's what that's what you know reading that's what reading Matt Shaw will get you <laughs> it will get you a couple extra uh, therapy sessions and an upset stomach and possible insomnia <laughs> side effects exactly. may vary uh, <laughs> okay is that it that is it for this episode of Rabbit Hole that was a fun one uh, there you go right, and you didn't even know you didn't even know I know I didn't but hey, I, I pulled in with some uh, Leprechaun Three questions. There you go. Yes, <laughs> which is good because you cover a hole that I didn't know nothing about. Yes, and I corrected them on the Texas Chainsaw thing. My useless knowledge of that franchise. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I love that franchise, especially after three. It gets weird. <laughs> yeah, I think it's real weird. Yes. Okay, guys. Well, catch you next week. Uh, we'll probably have another one of our weird friends on. So catch you then. <laughs>